If I had to choose one thing, it would be the partnership that we have with MongoDB. I can give you an example of why I think that is so incredibly important for us. We needed a, a new feature from MongoDB Atlas in order to support franchise critical applications at City. So these applications are considered to be the most critical for the firm. And this is uh, a backup compliance policy feature. And thanks to the great relationship that we have with MongoDB and the great partnerships that we have, its features now fully available to us. So I, I think more than anything, more than technology, relationship is incredibly important. And I, I personally totally appreciate the partnership with MongoDB. Hi everyone, my name is Jelena Steichel. I'm the head of public cloud data at City. Welcome to the MongoDB podcast. Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Lin, and this is the MongoDB podcast. That was a clip from Yelena Steichel, head of public cloud data at City. In today's episode, Yelena takes us on a fascinating journey from a full stack developer to leading one of the most critical aspects of City's technological infrastructure. She delves into the complexities and challenges of managing public cloud data across various service providers, emphasizing the importance of security and integration in her role. Yelena also shares insights into the creative solutions her team employs to navigate the fast-paced world of public cloud services. Today's episode is packed with valuable lessons and intriguing behind-the-scenes glimpses into the world of cloud data management at a leading financial institution. Whether you're a developer or a tech enthusiast, or just curious about the inner workings of cloud technology at global scale, there's something in today's episode for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Michael. I'm super happy to be here. I'm doing really well. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Who are you and what do you do? I'll be happy to. I'm the head of public cloud data at City. I've been at City for almost three years now. In my role, I'm responsible for public cloud data domain across different cloud service providers the City is focusing on. This includes relational databases, NoSQL databases, data warehouses, caching, messaging, AI, machine learning. My team's responsibility also includes assuring the data services that we are making available are implemented with all the security and guardrails integrated with firms, inventory systems and catalog systems and so on. At the moment, the big area of focus for us is the build out of public cloud data analytics platform, assuring that we have storage capabilities, processing, machine learning, AI capabilities, as well as, of course, visualization and reporting. That seems like a massive job, Yelena. How did you end up where you are today? It's been a journey. I actually started out uh, as just a, a full-stack developer. I'm a computer science major out of school. Uh, so I've been the, doing full-stack development for a number of years. And then, you know, my role has evolved as I have been moving from one uh, role to another. In my most recent experience, I've been closer to the platform and infrastructure side. And of course, very close to the data services space, which is where I am now. That's a big role. The amount of data at a financial services institution is just absolutely mind-blowing. So I can only imagine the rigor that it takes to put together a public cloud infrastructure. Maybe talk a little bit about how you got started in this role and, and what did you do prior to coming on board at City? Sure. Prior to City, I've worked at Goldman Sachs for about 10 years. In my latest role, I worked at Marcus building out an Apple card, which was a lot of fun, and I truly enjoyed that. I worked specifically in shared services team, uh, focusing on the infrastructure and the data particularly. And I came to City to lead the public cloud data in this uh, brand new public cloud organization that was getting built out. 
and I was super excited about it. I'm still super excited about it. It's been it's been a journey, and there is still a lot more to be done here. Uh, I, I enjoy it every day. When you say public cloud, I think of the hyperscalers. I think of AWS, Amazon, uh, Microsoft Azure. Talk a little bit about what that means to City. So to City Public Cloud, uh, we, we follow the multi-cloud strategy at City. As you can imagine, City is an extremely large organization, and we need to make sure that we offer options for our consumers. Uh, so as we uh, make a decision on public cloud, there, there could be many various factors. It could be a technical reasons. It could be also relationship reasons. There are all sorts of reasons uh, that come about. Um, and so in our journey uh, in public cloud, we uh, focus on a specific uh, cloud provider and take it through the stages of cloud adoption. Mm -hmm. uh, those stages start with the building the uh, strong foundation and then building on top of that foundation and providing incremental capabilities that bring business value to our stakeholders. Are the primary consumers of the public cloud services internal to City? At the moment, yes, uh, but in our Nirvana state, uh, the idea is that the consumers would also be outside of city. What does the architecture look like for a city's public cloud offering? If it's building a strong foundation, so we uh, need to make sure that there is automation around building accounts or projects depending on the cloud provider, um, that we need to make sure that there's networking, right, is done uh, in terms of automation uh, of creating your, say, a virtual uh, private cloud need to make sure we have strong cloud financial aspect of that because what happens very frequently is that people don't think too much about the cost. They start immediately diving right in and then they don't realize very quickly they incur a huge cost. So we started with cloud financials from the very beginning, make sure, making sure our tenants have observability of their consumption as well as consistently thinking about how we can optimize the costs. Yeah, that's absolutely critical. I remember the early days, and you and I share a, a company in common. I'm not sure how much you want to share about that, but we worked at a similar, well, we worked at the same financial services institution, and I was involved in a very similar cloud project very early on in the cloud days. And you're right. Like, So when folks are thinking about implementing applications based in the cloud, the last thing they, they tend to think about is consumption and the impact on the business unit in terms of expense. So it's good that you're starting with that. And what did that mean in terms of uh, developing applications? Did you need to add billing dashboards and, and other applications on top of the services you were offering? Yes. Yes. We're building a portal that brings all the uh, costs across our SaaS as well as cloud providers into one place our consumption for our tenants. So they see the breakdown, they understand, right, what are the implications, right, of them scaling up and down. Uh, and we are not there quite yet, like where we really want to be. We're still on the journey, but the idea being uh, they need to see very granular uh, cost breakdown uh, as well as uh, alerts, right, on things where, you know, for example, somebody runs the query and goes home for the weekend. We want to make sure that they don't come back and, and say it's a $10,000 charge. Um, so there needs to be active alerting, there needs to be granular uh, access to, so that they can see the breakdown. And of course, over time, optimization, how do we optimize the cost? Mm -hmm. uh, so there would be recommendations that would be provided to the end users as well. Yeah. So you're essentially building a service, wrapping a service around external providers. I'm, I'm just going to assume that MongoDB is a part of that that journey. 
Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the the services that you're availing yourself for your public cloud offering from MongoDB? Sure. So MongoDB uh, does a specifically a public cloud service. We are focusing on enabling, uh, and it's been quite a journey for us uh, from the point that we started to where we are now. We started with uh, like the process that we normally go through. Uh, we start with what we refer to as RFI, which essentially is um, a document that we put together saying, this is what we plan to enable, this is our design, but actually we mentioned what other alternatives we considered. And once that gets approved, we do a POC to validate that design. We learn things during that POC stage, at which point we produce another document, which we refer to as RFP, and we present it in architecture form. So our process is very structured and controlled. Um, in that forum, you have presence across CISO, uh, observability, financials, and you get feedback from all these different pillars uh, and perhaps adjust your design. Once you get approval from the forum, you can proceed with the next stage, which is generally a thread modeling. Thread modeling is a very important exercise that we follow for every service, including MongoDB Atlas. We make sure that any thread vectors are identified uh, and then controls that, that build on top of um, on top of the platform to make sure that either maliciously or by accident, somebody doesn't do something, you know, that could potentially hurt, right, the firm. Um, so that's the process that we have followed for MongoDB Atlas as well. Uh, in addition to that, we integrate with a firm's inventory systems and user management systems and the data catalog systems. There is quite a lot that comes into the picture, even for a fully managed service such as MongoDB Atlas. Mm. So internal consumers of the public cloud service at City are they interacting directly with the service providers like MongoDB, MongoDB Atlas, for example, or are you placing some other application in front of the services offered by the uh, the vendors? It's a great question, Michael. Uh, what we do at CD, we use infrastructure support provisioning. Specifically, we use Terraform. So we write Terraform modules for everything like across CSPs, including MongoDB Atlas, and we provide those modules and pipelines to our consumers to self-provision infrastructure. And mm. of course, those modules have the controls in place, all the guardrails in place. So we are not concerned about them doing something that is not supposed to happen. So the idea is that it's a controlled environment, but it's also a self-service environment that allows yeah. us to really scale. Scale with guardrails. I think that's the, the key thing. One of the things that I really miss about working in that large-scale enterprise environment is having a, a catalog of solutions to select from and knowing with confidence that they've been looked at in the context of the financial services institution that, that you work at. So I love the approach that, that you prepared a set of infrastructure as code. It's revisioned. It's, uh, it's from a gold standard uh, selected uh, model types and sizes. So the developers internally don't have to worry about that. That's a, a great approach. What other challenges have you faced in the development of the public cloud offering? Uh, the challenges that you face is that, uh, as you can imagine uh, from what I just described, this process takes a bit of time uh, to make sure that we have all the right controls and guardrails and integrations and observability and financials. <laughs> uh, but uh, there is uh, quite frequently an urgency from the business side to move to the public cloud sooner. It might be because they're running out of data center space, so they cannot scale on premises. Uh, or it could be a sort of like a client uh, reason, right? Uh, maybe a commitment to the client. So we face a situation where we need to move faster and 
in those situations, we try to get a bit creative. I feel personally that in any situation, it is possible to get creative uh, while making sure that we're meeting all the requirements and all the compliance and security uh, concerns are addressed. Uh, there are ways for us to be able to move forward. So those are challenges that we frequently face in our environment, mm-hmm. uh, but we try our best to navigate them. Underlying the deployment of a public cloud offering is this assumption, and I think it's well proven, that availing yourself of cloud offerings like MongoDB Atlas, it's naturally going to alleviate uh, a lot of the management headaches. You're going to be able to have someone else managing the, the cloud infrastructure. What other ways are you enabling developers and, and making their jobs easier and more efficient? Uh, that's a great question, Michael. Um, so what uh, we are seeing, and we, I'm, I'm drawing comparison to what we are seeing on-premises with MongoDB. We have been using MongoDB on-premises for years at City, and we see continuous growth year over year. Um, we have quite a few DBAs and lots of people who support uh, the teams. Now with MongoDB Atlas, our expectations is that it's a fully managed service and uh, there is a support model that is also part of our contract. We anticipate we don't need to rely so much on the internal DBAs and internal teams as we are today with MongoDB on-premises. So I think that will enable us to be much more agile uh, and be able to, to move much faster than we have been able to on-premises. At an institution like City, I'm certain there are many technologies in place. Why MongoDB? Why is MongoDB a part of the portfolio? For us, it was a, a no-brainer. Uh, like I mentioned, since we have quite a lot of use of MongoDB on-premises, as we are thinking about offering public cloud solutions to City and we are taking applications to public cloud, we need a MongoDB solution. And especially this is critical for those workloads that cannot be truly like cloud native. Uh, they may have to be hybrid and we really want to avoid having a separate tech stack on premises and, and uh, in the cloud, which as you can imagine, that would create a lot of headache. Um, and of course, MongoDB specifically has amazing features, which we really enjoy and, and like. Uh, my, my favorite feature in MongoDB is the fact that it's available across all major clouds. So that uh, addresses concerns around data gravity, you can easily create a node in another cloud provider and, and just move your data. It's quite amazing because generally those types of things take quite a lot of effort. So many, I would I probably could spend another half an hour telling <laughs> you all the reasons why we like MongoDB Atlas, but uh, that's the, the main one that I want to highlight. I'm sure there are folks listening that want to develop similar offerings for their organizations. What advice do you have for them? What best practices would you suggest? I would recommend definitely to start with understanding the requirements and business needs. I I feel sometimes this is overlooked and and people kind of jump to start building and then realize there is a gap. So first and foremost, understand what is the requirement? What is the problem that you're trying to solve? What would be the success criteria once you actually complete your execution? What you're trying to achieve? Definitely partner with stakeholders, make sure that you have a feedback loop. Uh, once you have developed something, uh, do a demo, uh, ask questions, take feedback. That's the, really the key, as opposed to you know waiting a long time before you actually deliver a solution, at which point there could be a gap, which could you know be difficult to recover from. Hmm. I love that. Feedback is so essential. And, and just simply demoing early, early on uh, for your potential customers 
is a way to get great feedback about how things are coming together. Are there any lessons you learned or want to share uh, from feedback you got from internal consumers? The lesson is to just keep asking for feedback because sometimes teams do not really give you feedback. Ask explicit questions. Not be afraid of asking those questions because you may assume that people have understood your demo, but you know what happens. Sometimes people multitask. Sometimes they don't really uh, understand what you're showing. So ask them questions. Make sure they're engaged. Uh, so be pretty proactive about getting that feedback and uh, record everything. Uh, you need to make sure that it's clear to the consumers, to stakeholders, what it is that you're delivering. Mm-hmm. You need to be explicit. Uh, I've seen situations where the requirements are very weak and then you deliver something and then stakeholders are not happy. So avoid that situation of being very explicit from day one. Yeah. You almost have to be forceful in your request for feedback. I know everybody's yeah. so, so busy and uh, it's difficult to take time out to to watch a demo and and kind of put yourself in the in the shoes of the future developer, future consumer to really analyze whether or not this solution is going to work for you. So as you- exactly. As you move forward and, and consumers are beginning to leverage your service, talk about some of the benefits they're experiencing. Well, the benefits that our consumers are experiencing are definitely ability to scale. We are leveraging cloud-native capabilities to be able to scale up and down and consume just the resources that are required. Uh, on MongoDB side, certainly the benefits of being able to distribute their workloads globally, uh, MongoDB being available across many cloud regions. Um, that is a huge benefit to us, especially because City is a very global organization distributed across the world. And I'm sure I could mention more, but yeah, that that's that's about it. Yeah, for now. that's good. I, I never like to focus too much on the negative, but I'm sure there were challenges. Uh, are there any points in the project that were particularly challenging for you that you want to share just to kind of help folks with their experience? The challenges that we are seeing being a highly regulated uh, financial institution is that we are often not able to move as fast as we would like to do that. Um, and sometimes the policies that we follow um, are, you know, policies that were created years ago, potentially not for public cloud. Mm. So the, the challenges are there. Um, and what we are trying to do is really challenge the status quo and see whether we can uh, change the policies because... The world is changing, right? Public cloud is very different from uh, what we've seen on premises. And so we need to be uh, rational and adjust the policies as well to make sure that we can move as fast as we need to. It is a fast changing world we live in. And with all the new technologies, it's it's really difficult to stay up to speed. How do you stay current with your knowledge of what's happening in the tech space? I definitely uh, do my best to, to keep up with, with the fast-paced mm. technology. I uh, frequently take uh, certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep up uh, with the uh, eCloud Guru. I'm not sure if uh, you're oh, yeah. familiar with that. Uh, but I, I love listening uh, and watching uh, many of the videos. And of course, YouTube, like you can you can search for anything. Like if there's something that I don't know, I just you know find information in a, in a matter of minutes usually, and I'm able to get up to speed. That talks also something that I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's essential in your role to have a curious mind. So the topic on everybody's mind is generative AI. And I'm curious, just from a personal perspective, what are your thoughts on on this space? And are you leveraging it today for yourself? 
Absolutely, Michael. Uh, I am super excited about it, Gen AI, uh, and I've been using it ever since you know it, it came about uh, multiple times per day. Uh, it may be helping my son with his homework. Uh, for instance, he's learning Greek, and I don't know Greek, so it helps me quite a bit. Um, and also, you know, sometimes uh, to draft up uh, the right language in, in an email. There are lots of lots of uh, users every day, and I'm continuously impressed with what it is capable of. At the same time, uh, I do have a few concerns about Gen AI. Uh, I think we have to be careful um, as a society as we embark on this journey. One of the main concerns is certainly a privacy concern. For generative AI, uh, you tend to need to use production data, which could have personal identifiable information. It's important to make sure that we are not violating any privacy concern. Um, another aspect of it is uh, biases that could be in the data that the, the mother was trained with. Um, we need to have good explainability of the outcomes that uh, we get from the Gen AI. So certainly lots, lots of things to think about, but I, I do think that we should take advantage of the technology. It is absolutely amazing. And I think it will impact every single industry. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with your caution as well. It's a fascinating space and it's really attractive because you can leverage it for so much good, but but it does make sense to be cautious. So I um, appreciate that perspective. Yeah, Elena, I really appreciate you spending time on the podcast and, and helping me understand how you're leveraging MongoDB Atlas and, and building a great service. If you had to distill the benefits of working with MongoDB Atlas and making it available, is there one thing that you can share about the benefits. Sure, Michael. If I had to choose one thing, it would be the partnership that we have with MongoDB. Now, I can give you an example of of why I think that is so incredibly important for us. We needed a, a new feature from MongoDB Atlas in order to support branches critical applications at City. So these applications are considered to be the most critical for the firm. And this is uh, a backup compliance policy feature. And thanks to the great relationship that we have with MongoDB and the great partnerships that we have, its features that are fully available to us. And in fact, we are planning to use that shortly when we are at work our first application. So I, I think more than anything, modern technology relationship is incredibly important. And I, I personally truly appreciate the partnership with MongoDB. Yeah, I do as well. Thanks so much, Yelena. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? No, no, I just uh, would like to thank you guys for this opportunity. I really enjoyed our conversations. And if anybody has any questions, I would be happy to answer them offline. I'm available on LinkedIn, so feel free to reach out. Well, we'll include a link to your LinkedIn page. Yelena, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks so much to Yelena for joining us today. If you want to learn more about how MongoDB scales to global proportions and services the needs of the financial services industry, check the show notes. There's a link mdb.link slash finserve. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.